There you go. Now I hit the right button. Welcome, everybody, to the Chronicles Podcast. I'm Bobby. I am here with Evan, Rob, and Donald. And can do we still have faith in Torres at shortstop? Is, yes. You guys can go on. <coughs> that's Torres a routine, that's a routine play. I, th- I I thought that was that that was the one play he really he should have made that play. I don't care how much, how you know much you know they, they were hustling down the line. You that that's so routine. That's play bothered me. I mean, how long are you willing to give a player an opportunity to get back into his old position? I mean, he's literally had sixty six games to do it, and everyone's freaking out. He's he's been working on it. It's not like he's sitting there not working on it. And I think his his feet and ability to play the position far outweigh what Anduhar could do at third and yet we gave Anduhar a full season and then bashed him after wanting him to win rookie of the year it's like this fan base is just fucking ridiculous we're never going to be happy I actually, oh, he, cost us the game. he cost us the game it was a terrible throw it was a ridiculous actually you know what like, after I thought about it a little you know because that was that one play I, I was like that's it I should say this game, you know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna win this game. That was the play that made me feel that way. But when you sit back, and you think about it, they lost that game before the ninth inning even came into play. Uh, they had how many runners in scoring position? They can't get that hit. And it's the same thing over and over again. They get the runners on base, and then the bats go flat. That's what's losing the. That, that's why they, they they lost yesterday's game. It had nothing to do with Torres's defense. The game should have been won before that was even a factor. That's that's such a stupid way of looking at it because everything that happens in the fucking game has to do with the fucking game. So yes, his terrible throw had everything to do with it. You can't just say, oh, because they're not hitting and score. They did a lot of things really poorly, and that's why we lost. They didn't look like a professional. They didn't look like a professional hitting team. They really, they can't hit. It's the same thing over and over again. Fundamentals in this team is fundamentally flawed. I mean, you go through it. Torres's defense. You can't through through routine plays. That is a play that everyone has to make. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable. That's that. Then of course we've left twenty three men on base. Throughout the entire game, which is ridiculous. 13 hits, you lose for three runs? Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, it's it's pathetic. And D.D. Gregorius would have made that throw with his eyes fucking closed. Of course. And then there's little things that, although uh, Sanchez hit the ball well, he ran the ball, ran the bases poorly twice, which put us in the, behind the eight ball. Remember that? Actually, Talkman bailed his ass out because he, he ran the whole way from first, which was awesome. But... Um, I don't know what Sanchez was doing. He just kind of just lollygagged around when he should be hustling. Um, I really uh, think the way I think the way that out, but you, you can't take that the chance. There's two outs. You got to bust it. So that was disgraceful, and it happened earlier as well. Get well, so, Gary's mistake was there were a few factors. The angle he's running, looking at the left fielder, it could have it did because it hit off Mountcastle's glove. It, Sanchez probably thought it was caught. I'm sorry, until you get that signal from the umpire, you have to run. Of course. David Cohn said so. That was Gary's mistake. You got to play it. You got to run the play out. Until they tell you the ball is dead, that ball is alive. 
Going twice the game well, says, he's also not a very good base runner too. So the start, the start and stop time for him is a factor in him going because once he gets going, he's not going to be able to control. He did have that double where he hustled his ass to second base. I'm like, all right, that's good, a little wait, different. Way to go, Gary. Finally, and then he, then the next time he hits it into the you know to the then then we get we get to see the same old Gary all over again. No, but I mean we've already seen him hustle more than fucking Cano does. Yeah, we saw him two games ago hustle to that play where he beat it out, and you were like, wow, he looked really fast there. Yeah. Fucking Cano doesn't do that shit. Cano would have walked the whole way there. Oh, that's not wrong, to be fair. Uh, it, the only good takeaway so far this whole uh, these first two series of the year is how fucking dominant our pitching has been. Yeah. Our pitching staff, kid, they came this season to you, play. You know what the issue is? The issue is is the team's mindset. We're just a fragile, weak team that's overly sensitive and needs to be coddled all the fucking time. It's like, seriously, Aaron Boone literally said all oh, the wear and tear after five games. Are you fucking kidding me? Girardi never would have done that. Joe Torre never would have done that. Buck Showalter never did that. Like, come on. It's, yeah, it's pathetic. It, it comes from the top bottom, and we just seem so fun. Oh, you know, we have talent, so we're just going to go out there and do it. Like, there's no aggressive factor to this team whatsoever. They are so passive and fine with whatever the results are at the end of the game. It's like, you guys really are this passive? It's, it's hard as fuck to watch. Yeah, let's talk about Judge. I mean, I'm done with him. I'm done with him, dude. You're, you're sore after five games. Then you shouldn't be a professional athlete. I'm sorry. You're a six, seven guy. You're sore in spring training. This is actually the Yankees' best information that pisses me off. This has been going on. Yeah, I mean, it, it's both, and it's been going on for the past – since he was a rookie. So it's like – if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. And you've had multiple times to trade an asset who can get you multiple people who can stay healthy. And I, I know people think that Whit Merrifield is old, but Whit has played in 315 consecutive games. We fucking need that. He's also leading the American League in home runs right now and RBIs. So everyone can go fuck themselves with the age thing. He's better than judges right now. And he actually will stay on the field for multiple seasons. If he but comes to the Yankees, see? he'll be lucky if he sees five consecutive games because they have to give off days. Oh, wait, Otherwise, we him. He's going to be tired because he's played so many games in a row. Yeah, it's stupid mentality. Can I put a, a, a tweet here? Uh, this is actually from John Boy. This is actually quite a good one. This is uh, from yesterday night I was mentioning earlier. So he's got a, what the Yankees' information has been about Aaron Judge. So March 29th, he's under the weather a little bit. April 5th, just getting him off his feet a little bit. April 6th, oh, there's nothing specific that Aaron Judge is dealing with. April 7th, he's dealing with general soreness in his side on his wear and tear after five games. And uh, now it's, oh, it's too early to say if Judge will be playing on Friday and Tampa. So... I mean, all we have to say, and, and he finishes his tweet with, come on. And he's right. Come on. What is this misinformation? All through spring training, was like, oh, he's got a little bit of a cold. He's okay. I think this is a bit, I think this has been going on from since uh, the spring training. I don't think he's, uh, I think he's had this soreness uh, since before these, these five games. Rob, I want to hear your opinion on this. You've been quiet the whole episode. Talk. <sighs> 
if he's hurt, he's hurt. What the hell can we do about it? Like, it's better that they keep him out than what are you rolling your eyes for? What do you want me to do? Fucking go over there and give him a shot, make him feel better. Like there's nothing that we can do as fans. If they're going to sit him out for a week, let him sit. It's better that this gets out of the way. You've said this plenty of times. It's better. This gets out of the way now. So if he's here in fucking October, good. Who knows? He's not we going to be though. That's the problem. You, you he's got a crystal ball. You got a crystal ball. Do this. Over how many seasons in a row now, Rob? Now it's getting to a point where we need to be concerned with how many red flags we see every year. So you want to trade? Who's going to trade for an injury-prone player? Who's going to trade for him? And what are we going to? We're going to get uh, Whit Merrifield for him. The league, a lot of people would. So if he's the face of the league, like you say, but he's got injury problems, who's going to give up valuable assets for that? It depends what organization thinks they can handle those issues. Because guess what? The Yankees don't handle injuries very well. There's several yeah. other teams who I can think of that do a better job. Kansas City's one of them. The other problem and, is with these, with these, you know, uh, with Judge. Uh, no, no, seriously. Let me, let me just. Sorry right. to cut you off, but let me just ask. You don't think that it's not a coincidence that Kansas City has players who stay healthy far longer than we do and have done it for multiple seasons now? And I'm not just talking about Whit Merrifield. Go look it up. Their players stay on the fucking field. Ours don't. Why? Tell me why we don't know why. That's the issue. I want someone to explain what the fuck wear and tear after five games means. What the fuck does that mean? Wear and tear after five games? Are you fucking kidding me? It means we're weak. It means we are weak both physically and mentally. I think it's a problem from the from the organization down. This is from the top down. How can you excuse uh, wear and tear after five games? You can't say that from the fucking manager. It's ridiculous. We've been hearing the same thing with these players for two, three years now. It's there's no there's no explanation for it. There's no there, there's no right right or right way to break it down. There's no wrong way to break it down. I think it's well, a lot of it has to do with what Evan said. It's it's a lot of it's it's. It's a mental weakness. In well, it lives. has to be from the top top to the bottom because for almost 20-plus years, I had never seen this level of incompetence with injuries from this organization. Okay? It did not happen until Girardi left, basically. Right around the time he was getting ready to leave is when this fucking fragile mental bullshit came in, and now, now we're injured all the fucking time because all we have is these guys who have to fucking put on 50 pounds of muscle every offseason and swing for the fences, and now they do an offseason where they learn how to condition themselves, and still he's getting fucking sore. So I'm fed up. We've tried both things, and they're not working. They do not work. We have no answers. The incompetence astounds me. You're right down there, Rob. I'm I'm good. I'm talking. I'm thinking about Torres and how. Uh, and I've said it so many times. Everyone asked for this. You get what you fucking deserve. You asked for this. You you saw 2019. Oh, you could play shortstop. Get rid of Didi. Now you want him back, right? No, no, wait, no. Now we want to move DJ away from the best position that he is at at second base to play first and trade Luke Voigt so we can get a real sec, a real shortstop. Let's go get Trevor's story. And what happens if he gets hurt? What happens if whoever we bring in gets hurt? 
We're going to give up on Glaber Torres. There's 160 and 156 fucking games left. Give him time. There is a great line in the sandlot where Benny says, you got to stop thinking. Watch Glaber Torres play. He is thinking too much when he's making these plays. It's to, that's my opinion. It looks like such a simple fix. Just go out there and make the play. And I'm sure he's a big social media presence. I'm sure he's seeing this shit. Now I'm not saying, oh, pat him on the back every no, two no, seconds. No, no, you're, you're right. It's the same thing that happened to Sanchez with the, with the mental impact. It's the same thing. Yeah. Just let him, let him. I'm not saying we can't be critical. You know, I'm never going to say that. We as fans, we could say whatever the hell we want. Sometimes we say a little too much. And I'm not, you know, it's not like we got to fucking cradle these guys like they're babies. They're making more money than I'll ever see in my lifetime. So if they're going to make a bad play, I'm going to criticize it. That wasn't a good throw by Torres. I'm not going to excuse it. Jay Bruce should have made that catch, but at the same time, it was not a good throw. Shake your head. He should have made, he should have made the catch, but I'm not saying it wasn't a good throw, but he should have been able to make the scoop. It was a two way, bad play, bad throw, bad play at first. You know who would have made that catch? He's a normal first baseman. So you can't, you got to understand that he's not, you know, Known to making one scoops. player that could have made both, the, you know, with those balls in the dirt to Sharon. I think would have been really the really gold glove for baseman. Jay Bruce I mean, is a fat outfielder, plays yeah. So, we're gonna say that Jay Bruce, who hasn't had a lot of playing time at first, he gets a pass, but Glaber Torres, who hasn't had a lot of time at playing short, doesn't. Well, Torres has had over a year, a full year. Jay Bruce doesn't even have that amount of time. He's had 66 season. games, Donald. Well, it was a full MLB season last year. And Jay Bruce, Jay Bruce has played plenty of first base to where you can make a scoop. It, it's a two-way bad play. That's what I said. We're, we're going to give Bruce a pass, but we're not going to give – Torres no, and, is only to blame And there. you know what's funny, Rob? If they put in Duhar at first and Duhar didn't make it either, they'd give him more shit, shit than they're giving Bruce as well. And yeah. they would say Jay Bruce should be out there. Yep. Because he can play first base. Would Mike Ford have made that play? Mike Ford's played plenty of first base in the minors. He probably would have dropped that too. So it's a two-way bad play. I mean, how you know else how can long you... it takes Mike Ford to bend down to put his socks on in the morning? <laughs> it's not fucking stupid shit. <laughs> There's some plays you question, still, still, you know, should there have been two about. Arizona play, you know? It took a hop right to the glove. I'm not saying it was a good throw. Did I say it was a good throw? I said it's a two-way bad play. Torres has to make that throw, but at the same time, you got to make that catch if you're Bruce. You got to make that play. Both players have to be better there. I'm not saying – okay, that's what I'm trying to – I'm not saying that one player is completely more. He made the first mistake. Right, and then Bruce made the second mistake. It was a terrible play overall. We got to be better defensively. That's what we've been saying for a long time. We sat here all spring with, you know, um, supporting the fact of of Torres playing shortstop. And I still believe he could play the position. But being a real fan, you also have to criticize when the player doesn't get it done. That's all I'm doing. I think that's what we're we're all doing. The same way we're critical of – the manager, we're critical of the players, we're critical of the ownership. We don't have a manager. Let's be real. We do not have a manager. We have a piece of shit puppet who sits there and says dumb shit. 
He's literally, sorry, but Aaron Boone is no different to me than man shits. He ruins baseball. He's a piece of crap. He should go back to ESPN with his stupid-ass, charismatic personality, sit his ass behind a fucking desk and talk to us about that shit because he's so entertaining. Oh, my God, he can do all the batting stances because it's really fucking hard to do something when you fucking stare at it for your whole fucking life and then mimic it. That's really hard to do. Fuck Aaron Boone. I don't think I don't. I'm, Boone isn't a good manager. Having said that, he had nothing to do with ESPN's loss. Like there's nothing he could have done differently. It's on Torres. No, I think he does in general because it lasted the past couple years, dude. The mindset in the locker room is based on you know what they're making Boone do as manager. It's it's the whole organization, man. I mean, Boone cost us October. He was fucking terrible in October. So, but I, I mean. I, I can't fault anything he did yesterday. Torres makes that throw, and then you know that that they know Higashioka get, gets the win. You know the next inning with the with the single. So it's it all kind of correlates, man. The the way we are. But having said that, you are right about something because there's something about the organization where these guys can't seem to do the fundamentals. They can't do, seem to do the simple shit, the simple thing. And that's why when I get really worried when we play close games, because every close game that we've played so far this year, we fucking lose because we, we can't seem to get the big hit or we can't seem to do the right play defensively or make the right run. You know, uh, you know who did have a very good day at the plate? And it was the guy that nobody wanted to bring back, and that was Gardner. Gardner actually did have a good game at the, pl- at the plate. Because he's a good player. Yeah. He's actually yeah. one of those. He's one of the only guys that actually does the fundamentals spot on. <laughs> Maybe we should fucking play him more. Nobody else can seem to fucking do it. Greg Gardner is literally above average in every category. Yeah. That's what makes him a good baseball. He's not going to hit you, you know, thirty home runs. He's not going to bat three hundred, but he's going to do everything right on the slightly above average line, which is fantastic. And you he saw was- he has speed still. Gardner can read the flow. Of- Gardner can work with the flow of the game. That's that's what a good ball player does. You know, he came up, you had the runner on second, bunted him over. You know, I don't know, and I don't know why they sent Geo. That ball was not deep enough to, to, to run on with one out. Two outs, yeah, you give it a shot, not one. That was, that was a mistake, too. We were saying this how bad the, the staff is in general. I don't like Boone. I don't think he was to blame at all for the loss yesterday, but I don't like him overall as a manager. I don't like our hitting coach. I don't like the pitching coach. Even though the pitching I don't even like been, Phil Nevin. I don't like any of these guys right, right now. They're not – the team Marcus is struggling. Wrong. First yeah. of all, Marcus Timms. Marcus Timms yeah. is not a good uh, awesome. batting awesome. I don't know what he fucking does. I, just, I think all... that – Go I'll, ahead, Rob. Okay. Um, how many times have we seen the team struggle out of the gate? Let's, let's say we had a brilliant April, right, and the season ended – Poorly. Let's say we lost in the first round, ALCS, whatever. We'd be calling ourselves the Mets. We say the Mets do that all the time, right? They start off hot and they fizzle. So I'm not saying I'm okay with losing. I'm not okay with losing under any circumstances, but I'm not going to give up on anybody. I'm not going to keep my head down and, and say, fuck this team. A lot needs to change after six games. I think there's a lot they need to work on. And we've always we've said this plenty of times this first month. It is kind of like that extended spring. We need to still work on things. Spring was too long. We, we can agree with that. Just 
I say give it a little no, bit of time. Problem, this is too good of a thing team. Is, it's not that they lost the game. It's how they lost the game. We know I that they're not going to go undefeated. That. That's but the red flag behind every issue that we have. These issues have fluctuated over the past three seasons. So when we see them, it's, oh, God, it's going to happen again. I, I'm so happy that it's happening in April. I agree with that. But the fact is, these are issues that are likely going to come up multiple times this season. And if it doesn't it hurt us now, year. it's probably going to hurt us later on in the season. You have a weak team like the Orioles on the ropes like they did yesterday. Countless times. The Orioles are not a weak team. They're not a weak team. In this division right now, I'd say Boston's a weak team. I'd say Tampa Bay is a weak team. Toronto and Baltimore are not weak teams. and they if, need you're not, if, if you're expecting to lose 100 games, that's a weak team. Who's expecting them to lose 100 games? You? Who said that? No one said that from us. Baltimore's not expected to lose 100 games. Are you confusing Baltimore with somebody else? Yeah, what do you me? Yeah, you because they're they're a rebuilding team. They're a rebuilding team, but they're not they're not terrible. Fucking Boston's a rebuilding team at rock bottom who just started it. Baltimore's been rebuilding for a couple of years and they have decent players on this team who are now coming in into their own. I think the no, over under for them going into the year for I wins was 63. What? I think the over-under for them in the season is like 63 or 65 wins. Oh, he's right with the Pirates. That's an idiot. I'm sorry. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna lose far less than 100 games. Can I just say that I would be hypocritical for me to be raging after six games because I've been saying in prior episodes not to freak out. But the thing that pisses me off is that this has been going on for a while with the organization – I don't like the misinformation with injuries. This has been going on much longer than six games. I don't like the, the way that we um, approach at-bats in big spots. I've, I've had this issue for about two years, and I think that we are a fundamentally flawed team defensively, and that hasn't changed. That is why I'm frustrated, because the exact issues that we had last year and the year before has not actually been addressed, and that's why I'm pissed off. It's nothing to do with a loss. Because we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose games. It's, you know, we're, no one goes 162 and 0, but it's the way that we lose that has been going on for a while. It's a trend that's been happening, and I, I just don't like beating your head against the wall because I don't think this is being addressed. All right, I think that's a very, very fair assessment. I can't blame a player. Like, do I like that Judge is getting hurt all the time? No. Am I going to blame the guy because he's getting hurt? No, I think it's an organization thing. Misinformation about these injuries has been happening, not just with Judge, with every single injury we have. It's too, it's happening too much. I would love that Judge played every single day. I know that's not realistic because he's a big dude. He's going to need to take time off. And if he has to miss two weeks in the month of April, I don't care. If he's 100%, let's say hypothetically, because we can never be sure with this team. But let's say hypothetically he misses two weeks in April, comes back, plays the rest of the year. Are we really going to care? Are we going to care that he got hurt in April? If they were upfront about it, they were upfront about the injury, then I think we would be – We would still be be pissed the same way that he's hurt already. 
But at least we won't be feeling like we're being bullshitted by the organization of why these players are in and out of the lineups the way they right, are. Right, because most of us are grown-ass adults. We know, we can see it. The eye test is real. Like when I said about Torres, you can see that he's kind of overthinking when he's out there defensively. It was the same thing with Andujar. He rushes just a little bit too much when he's throwing. And the same thing with Torres. It's like, I need to make this play. I need to make this play. And he made a bad throw. I think that's definitely a part of it. It's the same. We can see things. So you can see that Judge isn't running 100% like he usually can when he's, when he's fully healthy. You can tell that there was something bugging him. And why is the organization lying? us like we're a bunch of children. It's like when you tell your kids, like, oh, the goldfish ran away when the reality of it is it's dead and you flush it down the toilet. We're not children. We know when something is up. So just why is a professional organization constantly lying to its fans when there's something wrong? I can agree with everything that you said about the organization there, Donald. That I can agree with. That's it, because I don't blame Aaron Judge for being injured. I can't blame him for being injured. He's hurt. He's hurt. It's the way that the Yankees approach these issues and the way that they speak to us like we're fucking idiots. Yeah, they're not fooling us. No, we've been around for too long. We can see if someone's hurt or not. And just just tell us, what are we going to do? Go to Yankee Stadium and start throwing bottles and fucking – well, it's, it's, it's almost as if they don't want to admit mental mistakes like these guys are humans. Because look at what happened to Chuck Knobloch. This was a guy who was a decent second baseman for how many years before the throwing issue came into fruition? At least eight. So it's, it's one of those things where you would rather, as you know, an organization, have these problems be addressed when you're a younger person who has the time to fix it. Once Chuck Knobloch lost it, you weren't going to fix that because mentally something was gone and he wasn't going to be able to do it. Torres, he has plenty of potential and plenty of time to fix these mental mistakes that he's making. Exactly. That's very, very true. There is plenty of time to fix it. Unfortunately, it has to happen in real time because you're not going to send him down. You're not going to lose him in your lineup. You're not going to lose him on the roster. You have to work with him every single day. Get there early. And I'm sure he's putting in the work. It's not like he's showing up, ah, fuck it, I'm going to go play a video game. Who cares? If I, I don't think we've, said, we've no. ever said that about anybody. Right. There are a lot of people that believe that. I used to say it about Clint Frazier because he was. The dude used to talk about his Twitch account every fucking minute. You know what worries me, though? Torres needs a lot of work, okay? He does need a lot of work, but I don't know who our coaches are that could actually put in that kind of quality of, uh, of work to actually improve him. And, you know, when, it, when Joe Girardi was, was manager, his, um, his coaching staff was elite, you know? Elite. He was a, a phenomenal catcher, and he was also a terrific coach, and he, and he worked with the guys. And uh, there was um, – it was obviously different back then, but – now, all of it, because all of it is kind of computer-based, stat-based, a lot of that, and a lot of the great coaching actually happens in the minor, not on the, on, not on the big league roster. So I'm, that's a little concern of mine that I don't know who's working with Torres because he needs to have a proper coach that can work with him on the fundamentals because he has a responsibility here. The Yankees have put it all on him because DJ LeMay has been signed for six years to play second, so Torres has not got an easy out to move to second base. This is it. He needs to step up. Yeah. And that's why I was very, even though I wasn't a huge Girardi fan, I was perfectly fine with giving him another year after what he accomplished in 2017 with the team that was supposed to be rebuilding or retooling. In 2017, Yankees were not expected to go anywhere. 
And right. Girardi was very good that year in a lot of aspects of the game. He wasn't perfect, but I thought that him and that coaching staff needed at least another year with what we're being told as the baby bombers. They needed another year with that group to see what they could accomplish. Instead, they yeah. threw it all away for a guy with zero coaching experience, and I did not agree with it. Well, Rob, question. How many times do we sit here as football fans and go, oh, the quarterback doesn't have a shot because he's had a new coach every year, every two years, every – it's the same thing in every sports. Torres' first coach was Joe Girardi. He was building a relationship with Joe Girardi, and then they go, oh, we don't like it because he's too this or he's too that, so now we're going to get no, a no, – no, no, no. Actually, no, Torres was brought up in 2018. Now we're going to run things. It, it, they went too drastic. They went way too drastic, way too quick, and now he doesn't have someone to develop him. The big thing with that was Sanchez because Sanchez – Torres was brought up with Boone. Torres' first year was with Boone. Right. right. I No, I know, but I just – it's a confusing mindset to keep coming in. You know, you're expecting your coach to be, you know, Joe Girardi and, and how that team was run, and then you get something completely different with, with Boone. Right. It seemed like the whole atmosphere around the team changed when Boone got there, like they were too, I'm not saying that they don't care out there, but you can definitely see there's more of a relaxed field, which could be well, a it's, bad. It's thing. like, they're scared to tell the full truth to us because the players can't handle what the injury might be. And it's like, you're over coddling them. Like just, I just don't get it. Yeah. Aaron Boone is a type of manager for a plug and play team that can manage themselves in the locker room. They don't, that, that all are terrific at every facet of the game. They can just go play. And Aaron Boone can just go and be their pal and it'll be fine. But this team isn't actually a plug and play team because they've actually got some flaws that need, that need a manager that can work with them on these aspects in order for them to play at the, at the level that they should be playing at. You know, I do, I think a couple of years ago we had a plug and play team, but now we've got some issues. You know, got Torres and he'd said some, work defensively. Sanchez needs to stay positive and keep working on the things that he's good at. You need a manager like Joe Girardi, actually, for this kind of team, because this isn't a plug-and-play team right now. Right. Yeah, letting go of Joe was a, is, is a mistake. Yep. It is. It is. He's, you need to go on a lot more out of the team. Yeah, to change, to change the manager just because he's, you know, he had 10 years, you know, it's there's no lifeline on on on, on coaching. You know, if the, if the team is is remaining to be is showing to be a sustainable franchise, keep the keep the leaderships you have. Changing hands to shake a change is stupid. Though. He's huh? never been liked in this league, Girardi. Okay, yeah. he he wins manager of the year, gets fired, comes to us, wins us the World Series here for ten years, and then they don't like him because he has a weird relationship with a guy who's mentally fragile. I thought 2017 was his best year. Yeah. It was by far off. That's right. 2017 was his best year. It was better than 09. 09, if you would have lost to that roster, then you should have been fired. But 2017 to take that team to within one game of the World Series against a team that cheated, yeah, that was his best year. And and they let him go. He almost won against guys that had to cheat against rookies to win. Yeah. Yep. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. Excellent. You know what concerns me about that, though, Cashman and Steinbrenner basically both confirmed 
that the decision was already made prior to the playoffs regarding Girardi's future. Unacceptable. That was, That's bull- unacceptable. That was bullshit. That was a cop-out. But also- I don't buy that for a second. Well, obviously that was the case because the guy took us as far as he could possibly take us. I do believe it, actually. I believe it because of how disrespected Joe is. I absolutely believe it. He's not a personality that people enjoy working with. He's like me. I'm smart as fuck and we'll get the job done, but it's going to be a pain in the ass because I'm not going to be nice half the time. That's Joe Girardi. Rob, do we have any trivia today? Uh, we do have two, actually, because I um, here's a spoiler alert for you, Evan. I won't be here tomorrow. You can thank oh, the no. job. Yeah. You can thank the, yeah, I'm a slacker. I get it. I know. I'm a slacker. I have to work tomorrow. Uh, uh, happy birthday to Cat, by the way. Enjoy your birthday. You're probably out doing errands right now. What the hell is he talking to? What? Anyway, these are the last <laughs> two. You muted yourself. What is this? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. There was a phone like call. Cat the record button. What is this? <laughs> sorry. Um, the last two questions of the week. So right now we have Tats with a point, Evan with a point. Donald, do you have a chance to win though? Who gives right. a shit? Trivia's stupid. What? Don't oh. fuck up. <sighs> on this today in history, on April eighth, two thousand fourteen, this Yankee became the first player to record six doubles in the first seven games of his career. Bobby, you get first crack at it. 2014? Mm-hmm. Was it Didi? No. Uh, Evan, go ahead. God, that was such a weird year. I'm trying to fucking yeah. remember the roster. Donald can answer. I don't even have a player. Donald? I was going to say Gary, but I don't think, I think it was before, I think it was later than 2014, wasn't it? Yeah, Gary came in seventh and 16. Was it Greg Bird? No. Bobby, you want to take one more crack at it? Was Castro was, was it Castro that year? Was he with no. us yet? We got we got Castro like two years later. We're the next year. 2014. Jesus. When did we get Castro? I just remember the roster that we had in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Can you like go through the roster? <laughs> <laughs> he was uh if I I can't give you this hint because you're gonna know it then. He's a switch hitter. Played, uh, played the infield. Don't be afraid to just shout it out when you know it. I already gave my two guesses. I don't want to break Evan's rules. <laughs> I'm having a really hard time remembering who's on the uh, 2014 roster and who was a switch hitting infield. Yeah, I know. Like that didn't help me at all. It really, 
I have an idea. But I'm trying to remember if he was still there in 14. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to Google cheat. Not not Eduardo Nunez, right? Mm-mm. I think Donald, I think you got one more guess. I'm humming his uh home run call right now. Just stop. Don't don't fucking him. <laughs> Keep singing. <laughs> you gave us enough with the infield switch hitter. We can't get it. We don't know the roster. Um and it was his first game of his it was his first year of his career, right? First eight games, the first seven games of his career. Was was he a new player, he's asking? Oh, yeah. Wow. Ah, shit. I mean, now you know it, don't you? (laughs) No, I'm out. I don't know. It's Jan Herbis Salarte. I fucking knew it. God fucking damn it. I was thinking Chase Headley the whole time. I'm like, it's related to Chase. What's his fucking name? That was going to be the hint. I was going to say, oh, he was traded that year. That would have easily. Oh, God damn it, man. That was humming so loud. I almost said Chase Headley. And then I was like, that doesn't make sense. All right. And now, well, this one is going to determine the potential winner or tie. Second question of the day. On December 7th, 1995, the Yankees acquired Tino Martinez from the Seattle Mariners. But what other key dynasty player was acquired in that trade? Donald. (laughs) (laughs) It's a relief pitcher, right? Jeff Nelson. Jeff Nelson. Yes, Donald. God fucking damn it. I was about to fucking get that piece of Donald shit. Donald gets it, which means we have a three-way tie this week right. in trivia. Everybody is going to get a, a win. We're actually going to get a tie in the standing. So Donald still technically has the lead with the 1-0 and 1 record. But Tats and Evan... Do not get the loss this week. So hey, I got good. one right. I'm good. <laughs> well, I had Jeff Nelson. If I had gone first, I probably would have fucking nailed that shit. Once you said, once the once the reliever position was thrown out, I, it was like I the light bulbs went off on all of us. Reliever, man. <laughs> and then Rob gave me the head nod and fucking Donald answered it. So fuck you, Donald. You fuck. Do <laughs> your award, you dick. Okay. <laughs> all right, it's awards time. Okay, so the MVP goes to the bullpen. Uh, <laughs> lockdown, man. The bullpen was just terrific. So, well, from the fourth after, so uh, Tyone pitched four and two thirds. And then from that point on, we just just racked up the strikeouts and gave up no runs at all. We didn't even know, talk about Tyone today. Tyone was good. <laughs> yeah, he had seven strikeouts in, in four. Yeah, hours. yeah. Let, let, we'll get through. Uh... Yeah. Okay. List here, and then we'll close out with Tyone. Yeah, we got to touch on him. The clutch awards. Uh, it's a two-way one. Uh, Higashioka with a two-out single. Next was that was that was awesome. That was I thought that was going to turn the game around. I thought I thought we were going to win the game after you did that. That was that was clutch, man. Was, we don't have that many uh, opportunities to have a clutch hit, and he certainly was clutch there. And the happy fella. He got a clutch game time ribby in the eighth inning as well. Uh, both those, I was sure that we were going to win the game after, after those 
but no, it didn't happen. The Hustle Award goes to Talkman. Uh, again, awesome base running. Get home uh, and, and avoid the tag. Did you guys notice Brett Gardner uh, coaching him? Uh, yeah. He was, he was in play? the shot when he was flying. You saw him right standing there with his he's fucking uh, practice bat. <laughs> that was awesome, man. Like that's, that's the kind of teamwork that I like to see. Can like, Gardner be a player manager? Yeah, let's get crashed back. Would we be opposed to yeah. that? Yeah, I would no, absolutely not, dude. Brett, yeah. Brett has so much fire in him that Boone will never understand. Boone had it sort oh, of with oh, the yeah. way, but come on. Um, anyway, so the L, yeah, so the L, well, there's quite a few Ls, but the L, um, L obviously the offense, leaving, leaving 23 men on base. Uh, just 13 hits and just going three runs against Baltimore at home is just astonishing. Unacceptable. It is unacceptable. Um, the L goes to the organization. Wear and tear after five games regarding Aaron Judge and the misinformation from spring training uh, doesn't fill me with confidence. I just yeah. If, I if he's hurt, just freaking say so. Yeah, I think the way the organization uh, treats the fan base is, is is embarrassing at times. And you know, you know, even John Boy, that tweet that I read out. Sounds like he's getting pretty frustrated with the with the, the way that the injuries are being communicated to us. It's right. so, I well, can't believe the Yankees don't need to tell us anything because we already know. But the fact that they go out of their way to give it's us a, a bullshit lie that yes. we don't want to lie makes us infuriated. Exactly. Don't lie. You can extend the truth a little bit, and you can. Keep some thing, certain things private because you don't necessarily have to tell everything about the person's injury, but you can't flat out lie. And that was flat out lying that they've been doing. And they've done it all yep. last year too. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that, that they get the L award. <laughs> the Edward Scissorhands award goes to Glaber. He throws like Ant Glaber. By the way, I hate that fucking movie so much. Edward Scissorhands. So Why yeah. does he have scissor hands? They never explained it. Why? Why does he have scissor hands? I thought they did explain it. They did explain it, bro. Okay, explain it to me because I've seen that movie <laughs> so much that I never get the message. Imagine having bobbleheads for hands. Oh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, that would annoy the shit. No, seriously. Let's talk on time. Damn it. I'm not going to go watch the movie again, so tell me. Google, stop laughing. Google search it. God damn. You right, so, ever. <laughs> I need to know. I had I did not get the uh, the pitching prediction correct yesterday. Close though. So. No, you did. You said five innings and seven strikeouts. I said five and two thirds innings. You went four and two. Four and four and two thirds. I, mean, I was an, inning, I was an inning short. Yeah. I thought he was going into the fifth inning. We all did. So, Almost pretty spot on. So hit us I with mean, another. He hit almost ninety pitches. I'm fine with with that prediction. We all knew he wasn't you know, going to go. Yeah, you know, I said he, I said he give up two runs. That he did. You know, yeah. it was two solo shots. You know, um, but I had him at, at uh, five plus uh, plus five strikeouts, and he had seven. So another another. You know, I'll take you know. I'm giving you I'll the, take that I'm from Tyone. Tyone, the first inning, he looked a little shaky. 
you know, you could see the, you know, that, those first two at bat as you really, he just was amped up. I mean, but he hadn't said, pitched in 707 days. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that, you know, he gave up only two runs, but he, he was, his strikeouts were, he, he was on point. Once he settled himself in, he showed why he's here. It's yeah. Yeah. Was his best pitch. It's curveball yeah. was his best pitch. This curveball yeah. was definitely a good first sign. Along him and Kluber, I think both showed a lot for you know their first starts in a while. Kluber, you know, wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. And the same for Tyon. He looked really, really good at times, and there were times where, like you said, he looked a little shaky, which is fine. His first shaky start, he's fine. They're not yeah. dreadful. So it's like, you know, every start that we've seen so far has been more than satisfactory, I think. Really fantastic. Except for Herman. Yeah, Herman, but I don't count him because he's a, you know, piece of shit. <laughs> he was the only one that did pitch particularly well. Everyone right. else. Yeah, yeah. What about Loisaga too? He's looking great. Loisaga so, look good. Nick Nelson good. looks good. You know, you said the, the bullpen for for a, sta- a, a pitching staff that was supposed to be subpar, you know, and, and we didn't address enough issues. Not even they're, they're, they're taking care of their own business. Agreed. We got help on the you way. Who lost again last night? The Padres. They're the best team in baseball, though. They look so good on paper, guys. Oh, they're going to oh, win everything. They got, they got, you know, and you feel bad for Tatis. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't I do. feel bad for players that get injured. Our players get injured every five fucking minutes, and everyone mocks us. So, no, I don't give a shit. Oh, no, your, your franchise player got hurt. Yeah, ours get hurt every fucking day. Ours, <laughs> the ham sandwich. ours gets hurt getting out of the shower. Like, I don't care. Well, in 2019, our whole roster got hurt. And guess what? We still won games. Yeah, we had like 37 replacements, and we still somehow won games. We won 100 games with a replacement team. I actually like that team. It was a fun team. That was a won. great team. That that was was a great team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so out. let's close this out with Evan's question of the day. All right. All right. Evan, being that the offense was non-existent yesterday, right, that led to today's question. Okay. It's the bottom of the ninth. Right, you got two outs, tie game, winning runs at third. You could have one of these players at bat. You could have Bernie Williams, Matsui, or LeMayhew. Holy shit. Who are you going to for the winning hit? (laughs) You literally just had to pick my three favorite players. Absolutely. (laughs) I can't make them easy every day. Oh, that one's that one's so hard. That one's really, really hard. I think I'm gonna go with Bernie. Um, it's it's Bernie. I shouldn't have to explain it too deep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He was. There was no was wrong answer on this one. I was hitters. just curious your answer. Yeah, he was one of the most clutch hitters for well over a decade. I know Matsui won us the World Series, but we didn't have him as long, nor did we see him do as much as Bernie did. DJ's only been here for a couple years, and I know he's been clutch the past two ones. But like I said, Bernie literally did it for a decade and should be on our Mount Rushmore of 90s players. Yep, absolutely. He he was the, you know, he sparked that whole run. Yeah. Yeah. Should have been a stab five instead of a quarter four. Yep. But he just did it so calmly, too. Like, the, 
he there was no pressure for Bernie Williams. And if you see, no, he might not be handled his business, went back to the dugout and played his guitar. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't had a player since Bernie really take that center field spot and run with it. No. Damon is so smooth. He never got injured. He was you. You knew you could trust him to do what he did every single year until maybe the last three years of his career. Then it started going down fast. But that's not Bernie's fault. He had a seventeen-year career and was fucking phenomenal for at least thirteen full years. You imagine if Aaron Hicks turned into like just half the player that Bernie was? Oh, he'd be so loved. But like I said, Bernie's so smooth. He's one of the coolest guys I know. So, like, that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. Although I've heard good things about Hicks's personality outside the, the clubhouse and stuff. I'm All sure right. Hicks is a great person. <laughs> it's going to be very tough to match anything that Bernie did on the field. Like, it's not even a knock on Hicks as a player. since Bernie was just so special. So special, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode. BF everybody at Chronicles.com. We want to ask you to check out statementgames.com. You can learn about you get a unique experience to your fantasy sports. Check out docoutersbaseball.org and learn about the founder of baseball. I gotta write that down. <laughs> and check us out on radioplaylive.com Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. So be safe, be smart. Let's go Yankees.